This work in progress is released under a Creative Commons license. The following Still Ripples podcast is dedicated to all those living in confusion, who are in pain, and who are searching. He who has ears, let him hear. In this week's Still Ripples podcast, Job recounts his blessings as his final defense. Welcome to this week's Still Ripples Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Brian. Uh, we're going to go right back into the book of Job, guys. Uh, today we're going to be doing the 29th chapter. And uh, as always, Brian, why don't you give us kind of a uh, little bit of a recap. A recap of, uh, okay, so what happened in chapter 28? Well, we see that there's a discourse of wisdom. I mean, you know, Job is comparing wisdom to the earthly treasures that we find. And he's showing us that... You know, wisdom is more valuable than these. All, mm-hmm. all these, even gold and diamonds, just jewels of the earth, are so much more easy, easily attainable mm-hmm. than wisdom itself. And he tells us where wisdom comes from. It comes from God. It can be a, it can be received from no other than God. And so that's basically what the majority, or at least what, in the general sense, what was what twenty eight was about. So in moving into twenty nine, to give you kind of a translation breakdown. The New King James Version entitles this section, uh, that version as well as the English Standard Version, calls it Job's Summary Defense. The New American Standard Bible calls it Job's Past Was Glorious. The New Living Translation, Job Speaks of His Former Blessings. The God's Word Translation, Job Continues My Glorious Past. The Holman Christian Standard Bible, which we're reading out of today, Job's final claim of innocence. The Message Bible, when God was still by my side. Uh, the New International Version, Job's final defense. The Net Bible actually breaks it down quite well into four sections. First calling it Job's concluding soliloquy. And then Job, uh, verses 1 through 10, Job recalls his former condition. Verses 7, uh, 11 through 17, Job's benevolence. Verses 18 through 20, Job's confidence, and verses 21 through 25, Job's reputation. So, all right. Well, as you can see, uh, this chapter is going to have a lot to do with uh, looking back uh, on Job's life. So, uh, let's jump on in. Uh, Chapter 29, verse 1. Job continued his discourse, saying, If only I could be as in months gone by, in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone above my head, and I walked through darkness by his light, I would be as I was in the days of my youth, when God's friendship rested on my tent, when the Almighty was still with me, and my children were around me, when my feet were bathed in cream, and the rock poured out streams of oil for me. When I went out to the city gate and took my seat in the town square, the young men saw me and withdrew, while older men stood to their feet. 
City officials stopped talking and covered their mouths with their hands. The noblemen's voices were hushed, and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. When they heard me, they blessed me, and when they saw me, they spoke well of me. For I rescued the poor man who cried out for help, and the fatherless child who had no one to support him. The dying man blessed me, and I made the widow's heart rejoice. I clothed myself in righteousness, and I enveloped, and it enveloped me. My just decisions were like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I examined the case of the stranger. I shattered the fangs of the unjust and snatched the prey from his teeth. The, the really cool part about the way that chapter 29 starts is in the first uh, six verse, well, the first five verses, Job is giving glory to God. He's saying, everything that I had was because of God. This was the time that, uh, you know, God's light shone around me. Uh, God lit my path. It was in His grace that I lived. It was in His glory uh, that I got to do anything. He watched over me. He starts out, well, giving praise to God. Yeah, this is in contrast to uh, Job chapter 3 where he mentions that he, he wished he hadn't ever been born. Mm -hmm. And then now he's looking back on his life, now that we're in verse 29, and he's talking about all the things that God has done for him. He acknowledges all this. And the thing about it is, all this and all what Greg uh, read and, continue, and will continue to build on, none of this would have occurred if he had have ever been born. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in our pain, sometimes we cry out. We mm -hmm. say, you know, you know, I wish this would never happen. I wish I would have never been born or whatever. But we, mm -hmm. we have to understand that our life has an impact on others' lives, and we have no idea what, what, what would come about of it. Mm -hmm. And so... It is good that he looks back and he's saying, he's acknowledging all that God has done and that it all comes through him. Mm -hmm. And another really interesting thing is a lot of the arguments that his friends used against him, such as he took advantage of widows and the poor and of children and all that, he points out to a time in his life where he helped these people. Where, um, let's see, right here. For I rescued the poor man who cried out for help. Um, and the fatherless child who had no one to support him. That is in complete contrast to what his friends accused him of yeah. doing in uh, the earlier chapters. They said, you took advantage of widows, you took advantage of children, you stole food, you did all of these things. But Job is is showing that he didn't do these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was in chapter 22, mm -hmm. verses 5 through 9, where Eliphaz was saying... That Job was exploiting the poor mm -hmm. and the poor and the needy. Yeah, but on the contrary, Job was receiving blessings from God, and he was in, in in therein blessing others. As Christians, that's what we are to do. God can pour out blessings on our lives that we could never give enough. Um, you know, there's there's a saying: you can't outgive God, and that's what what Job was doing. Is God blessed him? And so he blessed others. He had a lavish life that he could share, that he could give. And, you know, Brian pointed out, it's, it's interesting how at the start of this, Job wished he had never been born, but now he's reached a point that he's, he's, he's giving joy 
to the life that he had. He misses it, but he can reflect on it. And, and I agree wholeheartedly that usually when there's a lot of trials and tribulations we go through, one of the first things, uh, at least that pops into my head, is I completely wish I didn't have to do this. I, you know, I, I wish this had never happened. Yeah. I mean, why why no longer becomes a question for us? It actually becomes an accusation to God. Yeah. We throw that up to him. And I mean, Job could have, he could have stopped at chapter 3 and said, you know what, wish I'd never been born and walked away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and like you're saying, a lot of us, we're unable, because, you know, we're, you know, we're human beings, we're limited, we focus on the despair. Mm-hmm. We don't recall what God has done. And, and at this point in time, Job is going through and recalling all that God has done. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's giving thanks for it. And that, that's great that he's doing that. Mm-hmm. But C.H. Uh, uh, Spurgeon made an excellent point about all this. He said that too many people write their blessings in the sand but engrave their sorrows in mar- marble. Mm-hmm. And that is how we are. When something happens, we write it down, we pin it to the wall and say, God, this is what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we get upset about it. But how many times do we take note of the blessing? Yeah. Do we just passively thank you, God, and move on? Or do we not even give thanks at all and just saying, this is what I expect from him? Mm-hmm. And, and not say anything until he's actually until actually adversity has come with us. I mean, Job himself said in uh, verse verse two ten, "Shall we receive good at the hand of God and not receive adversity?" Mm-hmm. I mean, adversity is going to come, and we have to accept that mm-hmm. and focus on the blessing and give praise through the pain to the joy. Yeah. Well, not to mention a, a faith that is not tested isn't much of a faith. Yeah. You know, we get put into situations and we go through trials and we have uh, rough patches in our lives, but to look back on the the blessings that God has given us, that's truly where, you know, count your blessings. Um, just sit and start writing them down. And what what's amazing, what I found is at first it could be difficult depending on 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 how how rough it's going right now. But as you begin to write down those blessings, you begin to see even the most tiny, smallest thing as a blessing. The fact that I could wake up this morning, yeah, it seems small, but it's a blessing that I have grass in my front yard that I can walk out on. That's yeah, a blessing. It's it's all these different things that we take for granted and as as Brian said there's things out there that we don't even give thanks for that is 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 a huge blessing the fact that we live in a in a country that we have the right to say what we want yeah i mean we forget sometimes that we're the workmen yeah and that it is god that is blessing us with these things we we look at what we build with our hands and we say well you know praise be to us when really god is like i've supplied you with everything that you need and so now we're the steward not essentially the one building it Mm -hmm. so uh let's be let's continue in verse 18. so i thought i will die in my own nest and multiply my days as the sand my roots will have access to water and the dew will rest on the branches all night my strength will be refreshed within and my bow will be renewed in my hand. Men listen to me with expectation, waiting silently for my advice. After a word from me, they they did not speak again. My speech settled on them like dew. They waited for me as for the rain, and opened their mouths as, as for spring showers. If I smiled at them, they couldn't believe it. They were thrilled at the light of my countenance. 
I directed their course and presided as chief. I lived as a king among all among his troops, like one who comforts those who mourn. So now Job has reached a point where, you know, he he acknowledged what God has done for him. Mm-hmm. He's acknowledged that uh, you know, sort of his benevolence, as the Net Bible says, it is the respect that he's received from others, and now he's also mentioning. You know, kind of a confidence towards the future in verses uh, 18 through uh, 20 here. And then finally, his final source of joy is the privilege of being able to speak words of encouragement. I mean, it mentions how, you know, people were quiet when he spoke. They, they, they anticipated it. They waited for him. And he was able to to guide them. I mean, I, I mean, I love verse twenty three. I mean, I mean, for Job, mm-hmm. I directed their course and presided as chief. I lived as a king among troops. I mean, even those who have privilege look to Job. I mean, that kind of that for us, for us that you know, as we have read, it gives more of a scale here or, or more of a range, and and what kind of, I guess, prestigious position or, or privileged position that Job had, you, you're starting to realize more and more what all he had mm-hmm. and, and more of what kind of person he was because he was someone that actually gave counsel to other people. Mm-hmm. He was, and Brian made the point, Job was not one who just had the riches and sat away from everyone. He actually interacted and it was that interaction that people uh, were drawn to. Um the fact that people would listen to what he said, people respected him, people had reverence for him. He actually had value within the the city. He 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 points out all the different things that um, that he can recall in his life, and as Brian mentioned, he even has that that joyful look to the future. Um, of of being able to do these things, and it's it's so interesting how parallel a lot of times we just we we have to get that out. We have to get that that frustration, that anger, whatever. Just get that out, and then we have that that kind of a reflection time of you know it, it was great. I am respected. I am loved. There is hope for the future. There is hope for another time. And the fact that we can get another deeper glance at who Job really is. Yeah. Um, it's good to reflect, but if there's something to be said here, I guess in the negative sense, mm-hmm. is that you cannot dwell so much on your past. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been said that it's futile to look back with reg- regret it is faith to look ahead with rejoicing. And so, at this point in time, Job, Job is focused. And in chapter 30, we're going to see that he gets into a state of actually talking of his misery, of what he's dealing with. And really, I mean, he, he needs that hope for the future. I mean, uh, Henry Emil said that to know how to grow old is the masterwork of wisdom and one of the most difficult chapters in the great art of living. I mean, Job does mention that uh, whenever he talks about what he had thought of the future, but that future was through the lens of his previous prosperity. Mm-hmm. But now that that's been stripped of him, I mean, you have to wonder what is he thinking of his future now, but, but he's not revealing that. 
because he's focusing so much on his past. Mm -hmm. And so, we're going to see him grow in this manner, of course, mm -hmm. but uh, that's something that we can definitely learn from his life that, that regardless of what you may have previously thought your future was going to be, you need to continue to put that trust in God. Mm -hmm. I mean, it isn't what we expect it's going to be. Yeah. But it, regardless of what we view it and how we feel it should be, it is in His hands mm -hmm. and we should put our faith in Him. Yeah. You know, the future is completely undetermined. We may have, as, as Brian mentioned, we may have these amazing, lavish, uh, in-depth plans of where we want to be and where we expect to be and where we think we should be. But does that line up with God's perfect plan? You know, God may have us, uh, we may want to have lavish things here, but God calls us to the mission field. God puts us into the, the situation with a testimony that we can go out and witness with. You know, we may think, oh, I need to live here, but God is calling us elsewhere. You know, the fact is, as Brian said, you can't focus solely on your past either because that's a trap that Satan loves to use is your past. This is who you were. Do you think they're actually going to listen to you? You know exactly who you are. You know all of the horrible things that you've done. And sometimes that can be petrifying to think, how can I talk to these people knowing the sins that I've committed. But the awesome thing is, through Christ, all sins are forgiven. And you don't have to dwell on your past. You don't have to look back at those sins as burdens. You can use those as a testimony to show, this is what I came from, and it was nothing by my strength, nothing by my doing, but it was through the glory and grace of God that I'm even here today talking. That... I'm not who I used to be. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, let's consider Paul as well. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we're given a thorn in the flesh to humble mm -hmm. us. Yeah. I mean, we can look at it in, in, in reference to Job maybe here, mm -hmm. that that sometimes it takes that thorn to, to keep us humble when, we're go, when, when we see so much of God working and we're so close to God and we, we take this perspective of, well, you know, this is how it always is. Mm -hmm. God gives us that thorn to kind of humble us a little bit and, and to bring us back down to uh, to reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody has their own story. They Everyone has their own life to lead. And that's what's so cool about Job is we get to see an insight of that. And a lot of the stuff that he goes through and a lot of the reactions he has, you know, you can relate to that. You can think, well, I would probably do the same thing in that situation. And as we progress through, we'll see what ultimately happens. Again, not giving it away, but you know, he does get that interaction with God and he gets to see a completely different side of things. So, if you would uh, join us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Most Gracious Father, Lord, thank you for, first of all, for your son who died on the cross for our sins, Lord that made forgiveness even possible, that, that gave us salvation. Father, we, we thank you for the written word. I mean, at this time, Job, he didn't have this, and he all he had was the experience that you were putting him through and the testimony that you made of, uh, of his life and of others around him. But 
We thank you for this, Lord, because we can learn from it and we can grow. And we ask that you please help us to not think light of this, but to, you know, to study it uh, fervently and to apply it to our lives, to bring it to others and in both comfort but also in uh, you know, conviction and learning. We ask that you please minister to the hearts and minds of all those who are within the sound of our voices, Lord, and please help this to spread out and to help others to grow in Christ. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now for a proverb. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 11 through 15. An evil man seeks only rebellion. A cruel messenger will be sent against him. Better for a man to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool in his foolishness. If anyone returns evil for good, evil will never depart from his house. To start a conflict is to release a flood. Stop the dispute before it breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the just, both are detestable to the Lord. Well, guys, there's plenty of different ways to uh, get in touch with us, uh, especially through our website at www.stillripples.org. And on there, uh, like I said, you can find many, many, many social media groups to uh, attach to us with. Yeah. Uh, uh, such as Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, also got a blog and uh, a couple other really cool things coming up on the website. Uh, as always, that's growing and becoming something, uh, something great. So, uh, as always, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.